Hi folks, welcome back. Uh, this is Mike Callahan and uh, again, I want to give a shout out to Jeff Devereaux and uh, No Veteran Left Behind. Uh, Jeff continues to support us in a variety of activities and I always want to want to give him a little bit of a shout out. I've got a great, uh, I always say I've got great uh, candidates that I'm interviewing, but this one's real special. I've had the opportunity to work with uh, Emily at a couple of presentations, a couple of conferences, the NCDA conference and and got to know her. Her name is Emily Kagerus. <laughs> we, we practiced and I still got it wrong. Kagerice, Kagerice. Um, and um, she's, she's just got some great uh, stories to tell and some great information about supporting veterans and, and making that transition uh, coming out of the military. And I know she's done a lot of work in that area and I wanted to get her on the podcast because I knew it would, uh, it would be a very insightful. So with no further ado, uh, Emily, if you would, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure thing. Thanks for having me, Mike. I'm so excited to be part of this project. You did a great job with my last name. <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> um, really, really excited to, uh, to talk to you today a little bit about my background. So I, I came to the veteran space sort of um, it was a long winding path. I, uh, I started my career in uh, corporate America, working for Johnson & Johnson and brand management. And uh, shortly thereafter, about five years into that career, became a military spouse. So that was really my first exposure to the military in general. Uh, moved all over the country, lived all over the world, and really came to know and love the, the community. And really understand from a career development perspective the unique needs of, of veterans. I found it fascinating. It was, it was really interesting to me to watch the process of, of friends and family members leaving the military and figuring out what, what that process looked like. And realizing and understanding, uh, you know, from, from the personal experiences of people I cared about how challenging it really was. And that sort of inspired a new career path for me, which, which was along the lines of, of, uh, of working in career development specifically with vets. And, and I parlayed that into the space that I'm in now and I've been in for about the past 10 years, which is really helping veterans gain access to, to elite educational institutions. And so what that means is ensuring there's a space for our veterans in, in our most prestigious academic institutions in the, in the US and abroad. So I work with folks transitioning out of the military, typically at the five to 10 year point that perhaps have done an undergraduate degree already, either as enlisted or officer, and are looking to pursue graduate level education. So what we do specifically um, in the admissions consulting work I do is figure out what that transition looks like. So what, what's the, the goal of that graduate degree? What can I do with it later? How does that facilitate a career transition? What types of jobs and careers are out there for me. How do I build my resume? How do I interview? How do I really uh, translate what I've done to this world of civilian admissions officers who most of the time have very little, if any, uh, direct experience with the military? So that's that's a uh, that's the space I'm in today. It's it's a uh, it's a journey that's been um, that's been fascinating, and I and I've just I've, I fell in love with the veteran community and 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 helping people realize sort of those next steps after after they leave and, and transition out. Very cool. And I just want to mention something because it came to light when you were talking about it. Yeah. You you didn't go find things by going to the one ads and saying 
where's a, somebody's posting a job for what I want to do. You figured it out based on getting married, your life, what became obvious to you over time as you were open and you let your passion and your interest guide you and go where you needed to go, which is really what we want to encourage people to be able to do. It's hard to do that. It's much easier to go find a posting on the one ad and, and reply, apply to it, but you're going to find much more self-fulfillment and, and, and exciting opportunities when they can follow a path like you, like you followed. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's it's following those interests and being being open to the be, being open to the new path, yeah. uh, being willing to to know what you do well and and how you can translate the skills that you do have into new career paths. I think that's really important for um, you know for for the next uh, decades of, in the future of work. Yeah, it's it, it's easy to say, but I know it's hard to do, and that's part of what we're really trying to do is to help veterans make that transition. Um, and toward that end, I'm assuming we're going to be able to do this, but uh, when we finish and we publish the podcast, uh, put information out there where they can contact you if they have more information or they need more information about some of the services and stuff that you might be able to provide them. Is that right? Good. Okay. Um, so um, tell us a little bit more about some of the challenges. What what would you encourage um veterans to be open to, to watch out for? What are some of the things that you've seen veterans dealing with that are challenges and how do they overcome? And what kind of advice would you have to help them be more successful in their, in their quest? Yeah, the, the first piece of advice I'll share is, is building a network and how to do that. And that's a task that, that feels really daunting but it's also an, an advantage for the veteran community because there are very few folks out there that will say no to having an informational interview or a cup of coffee with somebody who served our country, right? So, so there is this world of opportunity open for what, what in, the, you know, in the career development industry we call informational interviews, which is basically learning about a career field that you might be interested in. So, so really, it's, it's understanding that in today's economy, most people get their jobs because they know somebody who already has that job and building that network to be able to, to translate that into to career success and placement. So I think that, that that's really the, the best piece of advice I can give somebody who's, who's starting on this journey. So if you know, if you're really intrigued by opportunities at a company like Amazon, let's say, it's, well, let, let's go through my network and first identify, who do I know? Do I know somebody that works at Amazon? Would they be willing to tell me about what they do? Maybe they have some specific insight or advice about how to put together my resume for a job at Amazon. Maybe they know somebody in HR and they'd be willing to put in a good word. Really building those connections and how to do that is so, so important these days. And we have these wonderful resources uh, on the internet that help us do it now. It's never been easier. So you can go to LinkedIn, you can set up an account for free. They're actually, LinkedIn will give vet, vets uh, premium service uh, for free as well. And, and you can go and do a search and say, okay, who was in the army and works at Amazon and type in your city and uh, reach out to folks that way. It's, it's a really, it's never been easier to network. But, but I understand that it's a daunting proposition because it, it's not something that you maybe ever had to do before. And this is, this is blanket advice for, for anybody, not just, not just vets, right? For graduating college students, for anyone transitioning into a new career path is really using that, that, that network and building a network and then using it to your advantage. And 
I time and time again over over you know the decade or more that I that I've been in this line of work is really I've never had anybody say no to talking to a vet. Yeah. So so that's that, I think that's really starting there is is uh, is huge. If you can get over kind of that barrier and discomfort, when you know a lot of us aren't comfortable reaching out and talking to people we don't know, but if you if you can get there, that that's going to open up a lot of doors. Yeah, I had a, a student in one of my classes once. Uh, I was talking about doing information interviews, and she said, "Well, can I actually reach out and talk to somebody if they don't have a job posting?" It was like she needed to have permission to go talk to somebody, and. We're, we're so wrapped up in that you got to have a job posting and you got to put no reach out and talk to somebody and i i love what you say that's that's news to me i didn't realize that military could get the premium uh linkedin for free that's super cool i'm really yeah, that's uh, I, I think the offer originally was was one year um but but it's 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 a tremendous tremendous resource for folks yeah. and, and even the basic linkedin account that's free is is wonderful yeah yeah, the, the internet has opened up, has created a sense of problems because some people now just want to send a resume to everybody and their brother and let the system sort it out. And so that's a not misuse of the system, but the power that you can go out and reach out and connect with somebody and ask for an informational interview. And you don't even have to be in the same city. I mean, you can, you can do what we're doing, request a Zoom call and uh, people will People will respond to you, and I, I love what you say. Yes, they're they're going to respond, especially for uh, military people to give them give them give some time and, and all. So, the whole informational interview is extremely obviously important, and that's some great advice. So I appreciate you saying that. What uh, are there other things that you think about that uh, might be things that uh, somebody might want to put in their hip pocket as they engage in this career quest? Yeah, I think for for military veterans too, the, the other thing I, I spend a lot of time talking to my clients about is transferable skills. So this idea that the job description you have in the military doesn't cleanly match up with any job description in the private sector can be really intimidating for people. And you know, at, as a society, as a country, we, we've done military veterans in many ways a huge disservice by, <laughs> by creating this bureaucracy full of career fields that nobody, you know, and titles that nobody really understands. There's, there's very few professions coming from the military into the private sector that, that translate um, directly. Mm -hmm. So I think there's been there's been a lot of good good work done in this space, but but still there's nothing that really makes it uh, through through I'm thinking about resources like an ONET, for example, where you could type in your your uh, um, MOS and it kind of uh, pops out a you know what your what your designated uh, civilian career field would be. But it, but we're, I think we still lag behind just in terms of systems and technology that that really make it easy to understand what your options are in the world. And, and part of that is just the changing nature of work, right? Part of that is what we were talking about earlier, which is really that work nowadays is, is you can take a, a laundry list of skills and, and translate that into to whatever, to many different things. It's, it's no longer you have to kind of fit neatly into, into the box, right? So, so I think really understanding what it is you do well. Do you lead well? Do you work in teams well? Do you know a lot about logistics? Do you have you managed the supply chain? Have you managed the team of people? Do you like working with numbers? Do you like working with people? Like, you know, really figuring out what not only what it is that you do, but also what you like to do and, and what you perceive you do well. And then figuring out, okay, how can I 
how can I how can I figure out how to do that now in this in this new sector, right? That as a starting point can be really tremendously helpful. Just pen and paper, making lists about this is what I know how to do, this is what I like to do, and, and this is how I, I can parlay that into, into what's next. So really focusing on those transferable skills that you can say to somebody, well, hey, I, I might not have worked in this particular in your particular industry, but what I do know a lot about is figuring out who's the right person on the team to, to do the job kind of thing. Right, right. You know, one of the things that I encourage people to kind of think about is when you're going through those lists of skills, think about them in terms of how do they impact people in the organization? How do they impact the customer in the organization? Or how do they impact the profitability or reducing expenses or increasing revenue within the organization? Because those three factors, all companies need them. That's right. You can take those, those skill sets and, and translate them into how does it impact one or all of those three areas, it's, it's part of a good value proposition for them. But it's the same, I think we're saying the same thing, is figure out how to take some skills that you did in the military with some jargon, and don't be using a bunch of acronyms and jargon that is so common in the military. You can't talk without a three-letter word, you know, that, that's, that's the the military jargon, you got to translate it into, into civilian jargon, but that's, that's part of the, part of the challenge. That's right. And that jargon is tricky. It really is. It, it, it's definitely a big piece of, of, of the resume building piece and of even just being able to speak about your experience or, or, or being able to format your LinkedIn account in a way that makes sense to somebody else. There's a lot of great resources on the internet these days to help to help translate that, the jargon I mentioned, the ONET resource. There, there's some other really ter terrific uh, places that you can find to, to help with that, but, but really being aware of it, I think is the first step. Just if you can train yourself to think, uh, I'll work with my clients a lot on this in, in prepping them for interviews. So as you go to say, well, I worked for uh, unit whatever, instead, can you can you sort of uh, train your mind to describe what, it, what the organization does versus the title or, or name of the organization? I want to put a little plug in here. Uh, I have access to a system called Big Interview, uh, and we can do this for free for veterans. So veterans out there, if you want to get access to Big Interview, let me know. And Emily, any veterans you come across that might be interested in doing, check, check out the Big Interview and see what it does. If anybody's interested in uh, getting access to that to practice, because it's got a ton of resources, and then it also... Uh, you can record your interview and then you can listen to how you sounded and say, oh, okay, that's terrible, I gotta redo. But you can practice in this in this Zoom space that we're in. And that's, that's wonderful. So that's a that's a resource we have. So just make it make note of that. We'll include that in uh, in your write-up also. That's terrific. Yeah, I think that's that's super important right now, especially because we now live in the world of Zoom interviews. And so something that I predict predict is here to stay as a result of the pandemic and 2020 and 2021 is Zoom interviewing wow. and virtual hiring. I think all of these resources have, uh, have kind of come, up, come upon us maybe maybe faster than, than we were all ready for, but they're here to stay. So really being able to not just uh, prep for an interview in the traditional way, but really thinking about those aspects of doing it via Zoom is so important now too. Mm -hmm. And that, that's your background and it's interfering. Get rid of the phone and get rid of all the stuff that you that uh, you, you don't normally think about. Make sure your lighting is on the front, not coming from the back and stuff. 
Well, listen, um, we could talk all day. This is really cool. And, and I hope we let's continue to stay connected. And maybe if we ever happen to be in the same city, we'll, we'll get together and I'll buy you a cup of coffee. It'd be good to see you. I'd love that. Um, any final thoughts that you have that you'd like to wrap up with? I think uh, just the, the, this idea of being being open to uh, to asking for help is, is the best piece of advice I can leave people with. People, human beings, genuinely want to to help other human beings. I think, despite what we've seen in the past couple of years, it feels like that's not true anymore, but it is. So reach out and don't be afraid to ask for help um, in in your job search. And and I I think not being afraid to ask for that type of support is. It's really, really instrumental, yeah. Super important, and, and that can even go to mentorship kind of relationship right. ongoing. doesn't have to be just a one-time thing. Exactly. Listen, thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time. You really hit some key points uh, and super valuable. So I hope our audience uh, gets something out of this, and I'm sure they will. And if they're uh, interested and want to reach out to you to uh, explore some of the, the kinds of support that you can provide, We'll put that in the in the podcast. So thank thanks you. again for taking the time. Be safe. Thanks for me. We'll we'll see you. Bye. Here.